Welcome to Q&A Selling Online with answers to questions about creating an online empire, promoting products, or building a brand. Your host, private label and e-commerce entrepreneur, Quinn Amorm. It's story time today. This is Quinn, and today I'm going to tell you a story of how I started selling online in 1997. That's correct. 1997, out of Europe, that's where I was living, and I was doing drop shipping. So back in 1997, there was nobody calling drop shipping drop shipping, right? There was no, you couldn't go online and search for drop shipping because that term was not being used yet. So what I was doing was basically drop shipping, but I called it a term, I, I, I named it myself and I called it selling the picture because at the time the only thing I had was a picture of a product and I would list this picture online, sell it, and then go buy it. So at the time I was working for Daimler Chrysler, which is the Mercedes group Chrysler and Jeep. And I'd still smoked at the time. So during my smoke breaks, I would go outside and I would do some window shopping while walking around and having a cigarette. And there was a store that sold hand carved wooden statues. And it was like statues of men, women, and you know, weird things. All were handmade and out of this black African wood. And I, I knew they would come in through Morocco and, and then go to the stores. And this was ended up being super expensive, or at least not that it was super expensive. I couldn't afford them at the time. And I decided, I, I figured that these are products that could actually sell for more, although they are in the, such a small little location and that store was not visible to anybody. I figured, Online, these could sell really, really well. So what I did was the next day, I brought my camera to work. Yes, the camera, there was cell phones didn't have cameras or anything in 97. I brought a camera to work and I went out to the store and I took pictures of these statues and then I listed them on eBay.com so I could sell them in the States because I already knew the States was the biggest market. Not only that, but there was no eBay in Portugal. There was no eBay... Um, and most European countries didn't have it, so I know the UK did, but selling to the UK or selling to the US was the same thing for me because I would still have to physically walk to the post office to ship every single one of these. And eBay didn't have the, the tools that they have now and the software that allowed us to automatically know the price to ship something. So to know the price, I would actually need to take whatever I was shipping to a physical branch of the post office, the Portuguese post office in this case. And then after measuring it and weighing it, they would tell me how much it would cost. So at first this process, it was so painful to get anything done. I would actually have to go to the store, take pictures of the product, then come home, upload these pictures to, to my computer. And remember this is 97. So it was not as easy as clicking a button and save the picture here or there. Right. And then, after this, I would upload them to eBay.com, create the descriptions and all that. And eBay back then was all auctions. It wasn't, you couldn't just list things to sell. You would have to have a starting, uh, a starting price, right? So, and one of the techniques was that at the time to have the starting points at $1. You could start it at $1, but you would create, um, you would say that I don't want it if it's below 50, I'm not allowing it to sell, right? So people would just bid, 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 bid. If it didn't reach 50, 
you wouldn't have to sell it. I can't remember exactly the prices that I was doing for these things, but I ended up coming across some big problems, and that was inventory at the stores. So I had not considered scaling, and when I started this, there was no no idea of scaling. There was no nothing, right? So the products, there was one of each. They were unique because they were hand-built. If somebody bought one, I would have to run to the store, go buy it, and then ship it. But sometimes I would get to the store and that product was not there anymore. It either sold or they got to return it and replaced and now I have nothing to sell. Uh, it just became a bit a big problem when people started. Um, of course, they didn't even have to start asking for refunds. I just had to refund them. Or I would have to find one that was very, very, very similar. And then if that was the case, and I'm not saying this is the right way to do it, but Sometimes, and I was young, and I would try to ship someone that was really similar, and it, most of the times, actually, I think all the times, it flew, and it worked. It was similar enough that the customer would, would not complain or would not notice the difference. Now, the majority of the times, what happened was I could not find something similar, and then I would just have to do a refund. And then another issue was the weight and the, the shipping was not... It was not always the same, so sometimes I would end up, uh, it was not that I would lose money, but I would not make much just because of the shipping then would, would start eating into those profits. But yeah, that was, there was no, no other website that I could use to sell anything. It was eBay, right? Amazon was at its infancy and it was, you know, it was only a bookstore. There was nothing else. So I personally, I never even checked or looked at the Amazon website and most people hadn't either I don't know Amazon was a couple years old I think they're from 94 maybe but that's all there was was eBay and eBay was the top player believe me they were the top player back then and they stayed the, the top player for player for many many years until unfortunately they are they're nothing right now and I actually closed every listing I had on eBay I got rid of it Chances are a lot of my products uh, that I sell on Amazon still sell on eBay right now because people drop ship them and that's all eBay is now is a drop shipping website and I may be one of the first people that I've ever dropped shipped to eBay. Not, not may, I guarantee I'm one of the first people that, to drop ship on eBay. A lot of the people in 97 didn't even have an account yet. I didn't have any idea about listing optimization i didn't know about seo uh, i don't even know if ebay had uh seo for third-party sellers right if they only just had if it was alphabetical i can't remember to be honest how it was but i would create listing and it was i would put in as minimal work into it as possible created these listings in english there was no platform for ppc the pay-per-click so i couldn't do advertising um, of, of my products on eBay. I couldn't advertise them anywhere else, right? There was no Facebook to do advertising. I don't even know if Google AdWords was out yet in, in 97. Actually, I think AdWords is like a year two, 2000 or so. So yeah, I was three years ahead of AdWords. Uh, Facebook was nowhere to be found. I believe they're 2004. So it was easier because there was less competition. There was, I, I didn't have actually any competitors selling those particular items. There was nobody else. It was just me and the entire platform of, let's say, the eBay.com. 
by any search I would do, mine were the only ones that would show up as those black wooden hand-carved statues. And that was it. Also didn't have it optimized, so other it's it's possible that other people would have listings that were not optimized, so I couldn't find them. And their chances were that a lot of people could not find my listings as well, as everything was done very, very amateurishly. But then again, from starting that early, I had its benefits as well. Uh, every time they would launch something new, like the eBay stores, and where you could actually design your own store and have, you know, we could actually throw some HTML into the listings and all that. And every time they would roll out these new features, they would offer the, the existing sellers, the people that have been there selling for a while, they would offer the, all of these for you to try. And everything was free at first until, until many years ago they started, everything was paid for. And yeah, while, while, while I started, everything was commission-based only. There was no fixed percentages or on any of that. And that's how I got started And drop shipping. That's how I got started on any online businesses. So thanks to eBay, I sold my first products and then that got the online selling bug in me. And then from there on, obviously I had my nine to five jobs and I worked for the majority of my life on a nine to five. And thankfully, most of them were actually what I wanted and I picked those particular jobs. But my part-time was always trying to find some sort of business that I could do online, uh, selling products, selling software, anything that I could in affiliate marketing, of course. And I, I got into everything I possibly could since 1997 until these days. And now I just stick to a couple different things online, which is private labeling. And I create private label products that I then sell on Amazon. I sell on Shopify. Some of them where I sell physically on the shelf. And I also do marketing because for all these years since, uh, since possible, I've been doing marketing for my own products. And I developed a lot of experience. And then in 2017, I had this campaign on Facebook. It was a fantastic campaign where uh, with the, the media called it to the $27 ad campaign or the $27 Facebook campaign, whatever it was. But what it was, I spent $57 on a boost. And I targeted this boost to every everybody that I wanted. Obviously, it was a hyper-targeting. It was so relevant to what this audience wanted and what this audience wanted to see that uh, it, it reached 34 million people and this was four, four or five days and it reached 34 million people with $57 and then ended up selling $118,000 worth of uh, stock from Amazon and unfortunately my stock ran out so we create this uh, pretty link that would actually that change throughout the campaign and this pretty link ended up changing to one of my friend's um, products on Amazon as well, where he just paid me a commission of 6% and we, we, you know, we worked out and it was fantastic. It was 1800, sorry, $118,000 in sales in those four and a half, five days. My product ran out of stock in the first two and because it, it was just, it was just insane. It was 34 million people that saw this, this boost. And then because it turned out to be so good and it was mentioned on a couple groups and the media got a hold of it and they put it in the news. And then from there on, a lot of people started contacting me and asking me how I did it and can you create ads for me and can you create ads for me, blah, blah, blah. And, and anyway, I ended up spending so much time then on Facebook creating ads for other people that I decided, I actually, I didn't decide it. Somebody reminded me 
that I should just create a marketing agency and start doing the ads for people. And then I did that. I created my agency and I started creating ads for people. And from as far as I know, everybody is super happy with me. And I may be the only person out there that has a huge experience with Facebook ads that does not have a Facebook course. I don't have a Facebook course. I don't have an Amazon course. And it's not because I don't like teaching people. I actually do. I often teach people, just everybody that I've taught so far, uh, Amazon, Facebook, marketing, uh, you know, everything has been for free. I do I do screen the people I'm, to make sure they actually really want this, just to make sure none of us is wasting our time. So well, I want to make sure if I'm going to train somebody, I'm going to do it for free. So I am going to be wasting, uh, not wasting my time, but I'm going to be using my time to train somebody. I better, I want to make sure that that person actually is taking in the knowledge and is going to do something with it, right? So, because if not, it's just a waste of my time and their time. And ain't nobody got time for that. So this is it for today. I'm going to leave you with this story and this is how I started selling online. Uh, if I, I would really, really like to hear if you guys have a cool story of how did you, how did you start selling online? Uh, let me know. Please contact me and tell me your stories and let me know. I, I want to talk on your podcast. I want to tell you my story of how I started. Okay, let's make a deal. Go to qasellingonline.com, contact me, use that contact form, and let me know your story. We'll get together. I can get back to you, and we can put this on the podcast. We'll let you share your story of how you started selling online. Fair enough? And then if you want to, if you don't want to talk on the podcast, some people may be shy, Send it to me in writing, and I'll just read it here for everybody. Cool? All right, everybody. Thank you, and have an amazing day.